Well, you don't really want to be ripped off, right? That's the, I'm sure, multi-billion dollar question ultimately about NFTs. I feel like these days all it takes is Elon Musk saying the right or wrong thing on Twitter <laughs> for people to actually care about this again. This is Seriously, the only show that gathers three of the greatest tech journalists from all over the internet to debate the most contentious topics for your amusement. This week, we're chatting all about NFTs and whether or not they are good, bad, a scam, fad. I don't know. I don't understand it, but hopefully we're going to figure it all out together. If you like this show, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as YouTube and Facebook. So please, wherever you do find us, give us a share, give us a like, give us five stars, do all those good things and enjoy the rest of the episodes. But right now, let me introduce you to our panel of guests today. So joining us today is Hamish Hector, staff writer at Tech Radar, Sean Riley, senior writer at Laptop Mag, and Henry T. Casey, senior editor at Tom's Guide. So today we are talking all about NFTs and why I should care about them. I don't fully understand them. I'm hoping you guys can explain it and explain why I should care, if indeed I should. And Hamish, we're going to come to you first. You have 20 seconds to tell me why I should care about NFTs. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. So the reason I think you should care about NFTs, uh, if you're an artist, they offer you a great chance to potentially make your career more financially stable. They can offer fans a new way to interact with their favorite creatives. And I think they might give everyone a better control over their digital purchases. Fantastic stuff. Short and sweet. I like it. On the positive side as well, too. And Henry, then I'm going to throw it over to you next. NFTs, why should I care? You should care because, well, you don't really want to be ripped off, right? Nobody wants to actually spend money that they don't need to spend. I mean, some people have liquid spending and that's great for them, but you could probably spend money in a bunch of different ways. And if you fully understood what you were getting invested into, you'd be better off for it. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Sean, I'm finally throwing it over to you then. NFTs, why should I care? I think the reason to care about NFTs is that sort of the core concept is something that feels necessary or at least compelling in a digital world, specifically collecting. Collecting is such a prominent thing in our society and has been for centuries. And, you know, whether that's art or Pokemon cards, uh, you know, the NFTs help to translate scarcity and sort of a more tangible real world value to uh, these digital items that uh, otherwise are sort of ephemeral. Fantastic stuff. Well, I'm certainly getting on board slightly, but maybe we should take a little step back first and explain what an NFT actually is. Hamish, do you mind taking that one away? Can you concisely <laughs> and simply explain to me what exactly is an NFT? Okay, so uh, NFT, it's a, an acronym, which means non-fungible token. Already sounds made up. Already yeah. sounds made up. Uh, basically, normally when you get something digital, you can just easily copy and paste it. But an NFT is kind of a unique token, uh, kind of like a Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency. You can't, you, it's, it's unique. It's, that's why it's non-fungible. And most commonly, NFTs are pieces of art. So much like how there's only one Mona Lisa, like it sits on a wall in the Louvre. There's only really one NFT or a set number of NFTs for each piece of art or whatever. They can be like podcasts, they can be films, really anything can be an NFT now. So that's kind of the interesting point, right? Anything can be an NFT. We've seen a whole bunch of stuff coming out as NFTs. Someone recently bought the Charlie Bit My Finger NFT, but that still exists on YouTube with millions and millions of views. So Sean, where is the value in me spending potentially millions of dollars on an NFT that also lives online that I don't fully own? 
That's, I mean, you know, that's the, I'm sure, multi-billion dollar question ultimately about NFTs. Um, there's, <laughs> you're, uh, you know, the value is in the sort of ownership. And that, I mean, that's gets down to collecting too. I mean, it's, you know, you have a sense of ownership of this thing that you love for whatever reason, if it's Charlie bit my finger. Um, but, uh, you know, whether it's a lot easier when you're looking at things that are art where it's like, okay, you're backing this artist. So, I mean, obviously YouTube uh, creator can be viewed that way as well. So, um, you know, if you're viewing it as supporting that individual, that can be a substantial portion of it too. It also can just be an investment, you know, a huge part of the value of these NSTs is speculation that this is just going to keep going up. Um, whether that's true or not, we'll find out. But Well, that's the interesting point, right? Henry, I want to get your point on this. Will the value keep going up? Is this just some sort of crazy bubble that we're in at the moment where it's all hype and conjecture and there's no actual substance there? Or is this legit? I'm inclined to worry that it's on the uh, hype and like, oh, it's a bubble, it's bubble AF. But at the same time, um, I don't play a market investor on TV, nor am I one. Um, (laughs) There is some data showing that um, NFT sales have a very wide range of uh, profit though sure. so artists might either make a ton of money or maybe not so much money but for example the me- the, the these meme people like the overly attached girlfriend the nft of that she made the profit off of herself sold for four hundred eleven thousand dollars. like there is some people are being able to profit um whether or not but i don't know it's very i think the bubble is just well the big test of it will be what happens in t- like x number of years when x stands for how long it takes for us to be able to not think about a face mask like once we never start once we start thinking about face masks maybe we'll be going back to normalcy about like what we value and what we want to pay money for but to quote the cranberries the value of an nft is in your head in your head in your (laughs) head because this is just really something that you and it's like regular currency as well there's it's all the value is based on the group think around it and but the thing is the newer a, a newer a commodity or currency is the less likely there the group consensus that is valuable so you're betting on a long-term valuation by the cult by the mass market or you're betting on certain collectors which one do you trust more <laughs> well that, that plays a massive part in it obviously and, and hamish you mentioned something in your kind of opening statement there about it's really good for artists right can you explain what are some of the benefits to an artist when it comes to nft versus physical products uh so like one of the biggest one that a lot of people talk about with the reason why artists might want to get into nfts is because say i've made a painting to go back to like examples I used before if i then sell it i might sell it for like 10 bucks and then in 10 years time, maybe I'm world famous and it'll sell for a million bucks. I'm not going to be getting any of that new money in. But if it's an NFT and it resells later on, potentially I could have set it up so I'll get a cut of that way higher payment. And so rather than just selling a piece of art once and it, you know, never making me money again, I could keep making money back on this one or two pieces of artwork that I've produced. Interesting stuff. So I can see then a huge benefit to the artist. And if the artists are going to be pushing this thing forward, right, they, you know, there's an argument to be made that artists, actors, big people like this kind of set the culture. Henry, I'm curious, do you think that, you know, because there's a massive benefit to the artists here, this is going to get pushed into the stratosphere and, and sort of still be around in five years time? Or is it up to the consumer? 
we're already seeing some big names such as Grimes and Lincoln Park venture into it. Um, sure. And I think that's a sign that it is taking off. But those two were the big two at first. Them and the N- the NBA, the, um, in the National Basketball Association, were the sort of big celebrities around this. But the fact that no, I, I, haven't, I haven't heard about another one since then makes me wonder if the bubble is already showing signs of a lack of interest. But I feel like these days, all it takes is Elon Musk saying the right or wrong thing on Twitter <laughs> for people to actually care about this again. Um, yet again, that's something where I would not invest a single dime because I don't, it's not a uh, reliable source of, uh, sure. yeah. Yeah, it's a risk, right? But with, with huge companies like the NBA getting involved, Sean, I want to come to you. Is that a good or a bad thing, do you think, for NFTs? You know, like we talk about the artists seeing a lot of benefits here. The NBA selling highlights from a game. The player isn't seeing any of that money, right? That's just all in the NBA's pocket. And so where is the artistry in that? How is that selling art? I don't know. I think that is probably a good thing in the sense that it is offering some stability or lending credence to the market that may not exist when you're talking about sort of, uh, you know, the outlandish valuations you get on some of the art that you see coming through. You know, that feels more along the lines of like crypto kitties or something like that, where it's sort of more set values for things. And it's like, if you can build confidence that, okay, there is this NFT market, this is a way to collect things. I mean, you know, you can absolutely see NBA top shots being, you know, the basketball cards of the, you know, for the, you know, current or next generation. Um, So I I think in that sense, it's helpful. I agree, not (laughs) the lack of an artist in that case. It's helpful for a gigantic corporation, but I do think it's dragging up the rest of the NFT market on some level too. So ultimately helpful for everyone. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? And it comes back to what we were talking about earlier where NFTs can be anything, right? And I think that kind of confuses people a little bit. It could be a GIF. It could be a photograph. It could be a video. Hamish, what are the some of the cool sort of instances that you've seen or, or could imagine maybe going forward uh, that maybe we haven't seen so far? So I think like what makes me most excited isn't necessarily what the actual NFT is, but what it can get you. And it's something that people like talked about at first and we're starting to see some creatives do where... The, you, you get the NFT and it can be any of the things that you've just lifted off or like anything else. But then because you can prove you own this one thing, it might get you a benefit. Like we're seeing some creators be like, every year you can get a face-to-face video call with me for X number of hours or uh, X number of minutes if you own this NFT. Or potentially you could get early tickets to my next concert or whatever it is, depending on where you're at. And I think that Using NFTs in that way to sort of reward your super fans could be a really interesting use of this new form that maybe makes it different to what we currently have physically. And so it means that you might not be able to hang it up on your shelf, but you can still get something really cool out of owning this digital thing. That is cool. That is cool. A really cool idea to have like pay for a membership to a club, essentially, where you're getting all these benefits. And hey, if that club becomes more popular and more difficult to get in, the value of that membership could get up. You could even make profit theoretically on your membership if you decided you no longer wanted to be a part of the club and wanted to sell it on. Am I understanding that right, Henry? Yes. Um, first of all, I want to correct myself here. It was the the meme subject who made money off of the photo. It was the girl in the disaster photo with the burning house behind her. She was the one who actually made the profit. I'm it was 500 grand. It was the overly attached girl only reacted to somebody else profiting from her photo. But to go back to what you're saying, there, we have to cite the difference between this thing you're buying as an NFT, like how the NFT is the just proof of ownership. 
and that has to be really firmly attached and linked to the um because the photo that the like that photo of the burning house girl that can be downloaded over and over again they have to make sure that those memberships like i'm I have the terrible affliction of being a pro wrestling fan. And if WWE started selling NFTs uh, that were tied to their front row seats, so you could always get a front row seat at your town whenever they come to town. They would have to really tie that reward to the number of NFTs because they're not always intrinsically linked. So that would really have to be a huge thing and they'd have to market it that way. They're already getting into the world of NFTs. Of course they are. They're selling, I think they've sold photos of The Undertaker and Mankind falling off of Hell in a Cell as NFTs. Um, but the thing is, you really have to make sure the, the quantity of the item that the NFT, which is the token, remember, non-fungible token means it is the actual token. It's the, it's the sort of certificate of authenticity, not the a- comic book that is certified mint condition by the certificate of authenticity. It is an actual two different things. So if those objects and memberships are supposed to have true value, you're going to have to need to see some proof that they're not doing anything to weirdly skirt the skirt skirt on the DRM of the other part that isn't the token. So we've talked a lot about the benefits to the artist here, but how would somebody even go about minting their own NFT? Hamish, do we have any experience in this? How do you go about doing it? Is it ridiculously expensive? Explain it to me. Uh, so at least my experience was I, I kind of, when NFTs kind of became a big thing uh, a little while ago, I thought, okay, I, I might look into doing this as a joke. And yeah, the sites, sort of the main sites that I was directed to, because you have to sort of tie it to crypto, they wanted me to pay quite a bit and be able to put it on. I think because there were lots of steps where it would break down each cost. I think it could have cost me like something like a hundred quid for me to be able to do that, uh, which is obviously for a joke. I don't really want to spend there might be other options, but yeah, the ones that are in your face, it's kind of pricey. So unless you're confident you're going to make money back, it might be a bit of a risk. Interesting, interesting. Well, I'll send some emails, see if we can get this episode of Seriously Minters and NFT, <laughs> and it could be yours, listener, watcher at home. Um, Sean, I'm curious then, do you have any experience with this? Is it is it really that difficult or could it be done maybe a bit easier in the future? Uh, I think it will definitely get less expensive in the future. You've got uh, other crypto uh, like flow that's used to back um, like NBA top shots, for example, that is uses a different model of proof of stake model instead of a proof of work model. So it it doesn't generate the massive fees that you get with uh, Ethereum right now. Ethereum itself is moving to a proof of stake model in the next year about. Um, So you'll see some of those costs drop down. Like, yeah, I went and looked at minting in, uh, minting an NFT and on OpenSea, which is one of the big marketplaces, and they have sort of a flat fee that kicks in. But because Ethereum is so volatile in its price, it was, you know, like $100 one day and $450 two days later to do the exact same thing. So you also just are sort of at the whims of the you know crypto valuations right now. So I, I think that is something that is going to get corrected down the line here. But yeah, right now it, it is very expensive to mint an NFT. So if you're not someone with an existing audience, uh, you're going to have a real hard time making your money back. That is really interesting. Really interesting. And again, we talked about it, you know, one tweet one way or the other can really send this sort of thing either skyrocketing in price or crashing in price. And Henry, one of the things that has been causing that price volatilization, that's not a word, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Volatility? That's way better. One of the things (laughs) that's causing that volatility at the moment is the worries around 
the environmental issue, right? Like these things apparently create a lot of energy or cost a lot of energy to create and maintain. Uh, is that a concern of yours? Is that maybe a reason that we haven't yet seen you jump into NFTs? Um, it's, I would say it's about 49% or in 51% is the actual value and my sure. interest thereof. But no, it definitely seems like a thing where it's like, I remember the PS3 famously was famous for it being able to mine um, some, it was, uh, they were DNA, it was some, it was able to do some, because the teraflops in its chip were able to do this, some sort of online computational thing. And if I, if I think on how much power the PS5 probably consumes and all these computers that are needed to mine and do stuff with crypto and to power, I, there, I've heard about, um, a new crypto that's more environmentally friendly called Chia, I believe, like the pets, uh, <laughs> which I'm not sure if they have more or less value than NFTs. I'm not sure. But um, I do think that the environmental unfriendliness has led people to be like, oh, no, no, we are environmentally. Fr this is an environmentally acceptable crypto because for X purchase, we are donating X dollars to. And it's like a way to like say, like, oh, no, our carbon footprint's flat or something like that. And it's like, or you could just not make it. But like, <laughs> I, I do think it's a thing at the end of the day where it, it will lead people to have some concern. But the pessimist in me definitely has seen how the technology and everything in the world has always put a sort of put environmental friendliness as the asterisk of a conversation and never the um, acting verb, let's just say, of a um, when you have a debate. Um, Al Gore was incessantly mocked for the inconvenient truth. Um, South Park has some good jokes, but in at the end of the day, that whole man bear pig still seems kind of uh, cringy. And uh, I'm not sure about being involved with doing even more. Like the all the stuff we do already that's environmentally unfriendly is bad enough. Like when you learn about the amount of money that goes into flying meat from place to place, it's it definitely adding one more thing onto your. Uh, if you have a receipt of any guilt about environmental unfriendliness, you sort of, do you need any more on that? Yeah, it's a bizarre one, isn't it? Like, Sean, I want to come to you then. So is the ultimate goal here, right? I buy an NFT of, like you say, Undertaker falling off the hell in the cell, right? That is now mine. I own that. It, it, what do I do with that? Is that just bragging rights at this point? Am I expected to get some sort of smart TV display and, and hang it on my wall as if it were art? What is the goal? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and uh, I mean, some of what Hamish was saying that, you know, there are NFTs that are being sold with some sort of physical component to it. Sure. Beatles, kind of the classic example right now. Um, he uh, put together these packages for people who bought uh, a number of his NFTs that include this little digital frame that displays a video of the um, of the NFT that they purchased from him. Uh, so, I mean, I think some of that stuff does help because it is, you know, again, just the general concept, you know, you are purchasing this digital good that is, you know, infinitely reproducible, you know, so it does help to give you some kind of like, uh, you know, more solid ground to stand on with. I purchased this thing. Um, but I mean, otherwise, obviously, there's tons of NFTs where that isn't the case. And yeah, it is essentially you know, pride of ownership in this item. And, uh, you know, there's not much else to it. <laughs> well, that's the scary thing. But I'm curious then, Hamish, what is the one thing that if it came out tomorrow, you'd be like, I'm buying that NFT. What is the one thing that could capture Hamish, make Hamish put his money down? 
so well, it, this could actually happen because like one of the companies that's talked about NFTs is Square Enix. And I really like a lot of Square Enix's games, particularly uh, Kingdom Hearts and The World Ends With You. So if there was something related to those, like maybe some of the music. So if there's like a concert coming out, you could get uh, early tickets or just, you know, being able to show off that I'm a super mega fan for these franchises, then yeah, I'd do it. Because it, I don't, I, I don't know what it is. Like, again, I've talked about how NFTs are really cool because they could offer you something and offer you a new way to get in on your, like, use your fandom. But actually, at the end of the day, it's like, I just kind of want to be able to say I own this thing. Even though, like, there's no objective benefit to that. But yeah, so something Kingdom Hearts or The World Ends With You, that'd be amazing. All in it for the internet points. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Henry, I can see yeah. you looking around your room trying to get some ideas here. What is the one thing that could come out tomorrow that would make you put your money down, buy yourself an NFT? There are some ironic ideas I have. Like, um, you might be able to look over there and see a uh, Mondo print for the movie Parasite. Um, the ironic idea I have is because Parasite is so anti-capitalism, what if Bong Joon-ho made an NFT for uh, early screenings of his next every movie he makes for the rest of his career? Um, but also just, or every Mondo poster, you have like a lifetime supply of these really well-designed posters and prints. Um, at the same time, I do think like early access is probably... Like, it's a weird thing to want, but I do think, like, oh, X musician, like, n- name any musician. I'm, I, mean, I just got a couple of pieces of vinyl in the mail. And let's say, uh, la, 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 uh, Flying Lotus, for example. You have an NFT, you can go backstage at all the concerts and have first crack the tickets. Like, it's that sort of thing. Like, the more I will. I would rather I would want to look for the one that isn't an NFT. I would try to buy the actual. Uh, but no, if there was a uh, yeah, I would try to see whatever if it is. It's it just has to be based around something in fandom and yeah, it's interesting enough. I think it's interesting about you mentioned earlier about like will people still care after the pandemic when we're all back out in the real world? Will people still care about this? digital world has exploded over the past year or so and uh the thing you keep coming back to right of like having early access to stuff one of the major things that we've kind of all struggled with throughout this is scalping right and people scalping whether it's gpus or ps5s or or even you know tickets to gigs when they eventually come back uh so i think it's really interesting that you value that right that you could you would be down to buy the digital asset if it allowed you to get (laughs) physical assets early and and keep them away from scalpers maybe that's the way forward how quickly would like a PS5 NFT sell out, do you think? Oh, quicker <laughs> than the console. Like, if probably. you get this NFT, you can get a PS5. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Oh, they'd have to go like, if you get this NFT, you will have an, a PS5 Pro, a Switch Pro. Like, you'd see games. <laughs> that would be how GameStop markets it. And they'd throw in all that merchandise that nobody ever needs or wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Sean, coming to you finally then. What is the one thing that could come out tomorrow that would persuade you to jump on the old NFT bandwagon? Uh, you know, I'm very similar to the others in that, you know, something experiential almost would have to be a part of it because I just don't, I don't have anything that I'm, uh, you know, or at least that I can think of that I'm so obsessed with sort of uniquely that uh, dig- the digital product alone would be enough. So I, you know, like the, I'm from Wisconsin, Green Bay Packers are, you know, our football team here. I'm a big fan. So, I mean, some sort of you know, NFT that then got me access to, you know, a Packers game every year or, you know, some sort of other uh, sort of, uh, you know, sort of equivalent of a backstage, you know, pass, basically. 
So uh, I, I think it would have to be something along those lines. Although Hamish's answer, you know, gaming is an unbelievably huge market for this because obviously right now you have people paying un, you know, believable sums for skins that are a purely digital object. And, you know, it's basically the exact same concept. So I, I think that is a huge market for this that will, you know, uh, explode over the next few years. Yeah, interesting stuff, interesting stuff. Before we close out then, I want to very quickly go around each of you, get a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Will NFTs still be around in, let's say, 10 years' time? Hamish, coming to you first. Yes, I think. <laughs> I think. I kind of hope a little bit. Like, if they can... Because I think a lot of the stuff we've talked about is, like, NFTs haven't quite got to where we want them to be. So sure. I'm hope I'm hoping in 10 years' time they'll be there. And if they are there, then yeah. They'll they'll be survive. They'll survive. <laughs> I think Henry, finally on you then quickly. Yes or no? Ten years time. What do you think? Ten years from now. Actually, I hate to admit it, but it does seem like this is something that will eventually, in due time, who knows if they will be NFTs as we see them today. But yeah, it seems like something that will eventually, because. If you had told me, asked me 10 years ago about X, Y, and Z things from today that are popular, I would have probably eh? at them. <laughs> and now I'm just sort of like, yeah, you can't really bet against the weird, especially when there is fervor behind it. Sure. And I don't think anybody would have said 10 years ago that Pokemon cards would be worth what they are today, right? And as valued <laughs> as they are right now. So I totally get what you're saying. Sean, finally to you then. 10 years time NFTs. What do you think? Yeah, I think they'll still be around. Yeah, I think we're sort of just starting to see the uh, app, you know potential applications for it. So I think that's part of it. I mean, they're right now they're about four years old, um, and you know this just the you know they've I can't remember the growth is just phenomenal in the last year. So does it you know is it at the height that it is at right now? That I don't know, but it, you know at least sort of as concentrated uh, as it is right now, I think you'll see it spread out. And you know, like I said, video games, I, you know, you'll see, you know, music's hitting on it. I think you're going to see it spread out and become sort of a, you know, just a standard part of the web that we're all used to in ten years. It will be fascinating to see for sure. If you're watching right now, please do drop it in the comments. Let me know if you own an NFT. I'd be fascinated to hear what you own. Uh, or if something could come out that would persuade you to jump on the bandwagon. I'm genuinely curious to hear what you guys have to say. Thank you so much for watching. Wherever you're watching, please do drop a like, share it with your friends. Why not? And uh, thank you to all of my panelists once again for joining me. I've been Matt Phillips. This has been Seriously, and we will see you on the next episode.